Thanks for listening to the Get Over Yourself podcast brought to you by Carol Fit Stationary Bike Program 8-Minute Workouts to Get Super Fit. Perfect Keto, the cleanest, highest potency ketone supplements. MOFO, Male Optimization Formula with Organs to Boost Testosterone. Let's get checked at Home Testing Kits. Try LGC.com. Almost Heaven, beautiful compact home use sauna kits. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, the mind-blowing nut butter blend. And check out bradkerns.com slash shop my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. Just increasing all forms of general everyday movement could be more important to all aspects of health than adhering to a devoted exercise regimen. Way to accomplish this objective, there are many avenues to do so. Frequent walking, stretching, exercise breaks during the workday, sprinkling in formal movement practices like yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi, doing calisthenics, flexibility, mobility drills. Humans are meant to move throughout the day. If you sit, you stop burning fat and you switch over into uh, sugar burning mode where your appetite might spike and your concentration, the blood circulation and oxygen delivery to your brain starts to lessen, your cognitive performance goes down, even for as short as 20 minutes. Welcome to the BOFO mission assignment number five. Move frequently. Oh, pretty easy, pretty obvious, pretty important, extremely important Recent research in health, fitness, exercise physiology is suggesting that just increasing all forms of general everyday movement could be more important to all aspects of health than adhering to a devoted exercise regimen. Incredible. Why is that? Well, there's an assortment of reasons. One of them is the compensation theory of exercise slash the total energy expenditure theory relatedly. And what these uh, insights reveal is that your devoted exercise regimen, your devoted workout regimen makes a minimal or no contribution to your fat reduction goals. The idea is that a strenuous workout stimulates a corresponding increase in appetite such that you consume more calories and find ways to become lazier for the rest of the day because you completed your workout. This happens both consciously and subconsciously. Uh, Consciously, I guess you hit your 6 a.m. spin class, you're so proud of yourself, and so you feel free to relax the rest of the day, take the elevator up three floors instead of taking the stairs, come home and find your way to extra consumption of Ben and Jerry's and whatever other indulgences you feel like because you're uh, celebrating the great caloric output that you delivered early in the morning, uh, giving yourself a hall pass, the hot fudge Sunday hall pass, because you put in that hard work. <laughs> this was me literally in high school with my main man, Dr. Stevie Cobrine. He would get me up on Tuesday mornings particularly, and we'd run at 5.30 in the morning with 
with his dad and his dad's friends eight miles tough in the hills before it even got light for many months of the year. And then at afternoon cross-country team, track team practice when everyone else was suiting up, getting ready to go suffer and put in another workout in the smoggy afternoons of Los Angeles, we would show up with a triple ice cream cone from the ice cream shop across the street from the school and report in that we'd already put in our eight miles earlier that day. Hey, that's an aside, but this is an important concept to understand that we have this this compensation, many compensation mechanisms to balance out that caloric expenditure with diminished caloric output and general uh, sense of greater laziness throughout the day. So the conscious, the reward aspect, the hall pass aspect, but also subconsciously, your body's metabolic function slows as a reaction or a compensatory mechanism to the calories you burn during exercise. This is called the total energy expenditure theory. It was popularized by a scientist named Dr. Herman Ponser, who went out and studied the Hadza in Tanzania. That's a modern-day hunter gatherer tribe, primitive living modern people, some of the last groups on the entire planet, great people to study. And Ponser found, uh, they put uh, heart rate monitors and uh, uh, accelerometers on these people to uh, estimate uh, their caloric intake and their activity level. And he found that these extremely active people that walked anywhere from uh, five to seven miles a day, uh, gathering food, hunting, uh, tending to the basic needs of the hunter-gatherer existence, even with that tremendously active lifestyle, they burned a similar amount of calories each day to the average modern couch potato office worker, minimally active modern human. So we have these compensatory metabolic uh, mechanisms that just bump us up against an upper limit for caloric expenditure each day, and we just can't exceed that uh, in a big picture sense. I think athletes can be uh, relating here. Uh, for example, when I was training for hours every day for triathlon, I burned very few calories uh, at the other times of the day, and my metabolism was more efficient. So I burned fewer calories at rest rather than more calories, which is our flawed common layperson's notion that if you go and work out at the gym and you increase your metabolism, quote unquote, you're going to be burning more calories while you're sitting at your desk. In fact, the opposite can be true, especially if you're immersed into chronic exercise patterns where you're overdoing it and the body is struggling to recover. It's going to slow down and make you feel more sluggish. Uh, Maybe your uh, thermal output is a little lower, right? Your body temperature is a little lower. So the big takeaway here, of course, workouts are fantastic, building your fitness, uh, countering all the sedentary periods that we have in life. But in general, the obligation to just move more throughout the day is more aligned with our genetic expectations for health as opposed to blasting ourselves with an incredible CrossFit workout for 47 minutes in the morning and then getting on the subway and commuting to your office job, commuting home and sitting on the couch and uh, eating a lot of food as a compensatory response also and uh, engaging in more sedentary leisure time. So the obligation to get up and move around more each day is what being human is all about. And we have so many health consequences of sitting They call it uh, sitting is a new smoking. You've probably heard of that maxim and all the disease risk factors that are noted. 
from a lifestyle featuring prolonged periods of inactivity. There's something called the active couch potato syndrome, where they actually have studied this and taken a group of devoted fitness enthusiasts, people who get to the gym or get out on the road on a daily basis and put in many hours of devoted exercise every week and otherwise have uh, sedentary lifestyle patterns. So they might be knowledge workers working in an office, uh, living modern life with all the conveniences and luxuries besides the uh, calories they're burning during workouts. They compared those to people who live uh, sedentary lifestyles and show that they have similar risk factors in the blood, blood tests, whatever, as a sedentary population because of the many, many hours that they accumulate uh, with inactivity. So, oh my goodness, you have a week that has uh, 168 hours even if you're working out an hour every single day, that's only seven hours. What are you doing with the other 161? Of course, you should be sleeping for a good chunk of that. But the rest of the time, that's what we're going to attack with this MOFO mission number five. So the way to accomplish this objective, there are many avenues to do so. Frequent walking, stretching, exercise breaks during the workday, sprinkling in formal movement practices like yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi, doing calisthenics, flexibility, mobility drills. Humans are meant to move throughout the day. Number one on the list will cover a bunch of different ones, but I think JFW has to take that top spot. It's the ultimate quintessential human activity. Yes, JFW stands for just effin' walk. And today we have to orchestrate ways to walk in uh, obligatory fashion, right? So uh, instead of parking up close when you go to the big box door, why don't you turn the other direction, park in the furthest spot available, and as a rule, every time you go shopping or go to a, a parking area, park far away and make that one of your ways that you walk more every day. Take the elevator instead of the stairs. Oh, what? You're on the 27th floor? That's too many stairs? Get off on the 20th. You might make some new friends. Who knows? And walk up seven floors or five floors or walk down three floors and then get on the elevator. Keep the dream alive every day in every way. My favorite example, if you own a dog, you have an obligation as a pet owner to give that animal the life that it deserves. And at the very, very least, that means two generous outings every single day. Whether you feel like it or not, whether you're tired or stressed or already did an ambitious, impressive workout earlier that morning, you got to get the dog out into nature twice a day for a nice evening stroll, morning stroll, whatever it is. So there's a few right there. Uh, I'm talking especially to athletes. Uh, my man, Andre Obradovic, uh, frequent podcast guest, he says, don't be a Muppet. A Muppet is a follower, uh, blindly following the pack, not really critical thinking or not taking the initiative uh, in life in general. And he says, don't be a parking lot Muppet. Don't be an elevator Muppet. Don't be an athlete Muppet. And the athlete mentality, Katie Bowman calls it the lazy athlete mentality, whereby the athletic population can tend to be uh, some of the least active in society because we give ourselves these wonderful hall passes. I'm calling out myself back in the day when I was training hard on the triathlon circuit and I had a routine of getting in the car and driving uh, 
to get my mail at the mailbox every day. And it was six tenths of a mile away. It was rural delivery. I lived in cool California. So it wasn't coming straight to the house. But can you imagine getting in the car and driving to pick up the mail on a day when I'd ridden my bicycle 82 miles in the mountains or what have you, but I couldn't get on my mountain bike and ride that quick trip over to the mailbox with a backpack and put the mail in or walk there as a relaxing evening routine with the dog or something? Nope, because I'd already put in so much work that it just didn't even cross my mind. I was too lazy uh, to take that short walk. So the athletes especially, and I found this to be a huge uh, improvement uh, in recovery from my high-intensity sprint workouts when I make a point to be more active rather than less active in the 24 to 36 hours after a high-intensity workout. The body wants to move, circulate the blood, circulate the oxygen, not have a pooling of blood and the uh, lymphatic system in the extremities whereby you get more stiff, more sore, take longer to recover. So that kind of flips the uh, the previous notion of recovery uh, on its end, where I thought the best way to recovery was to sit on the couch and eat as much food and watch as many movies as possible. It's now being disproven uh, by the great leaders in the fitness scene. Joel Jameson at eightweeksout.com, uh, MMA trainer. He talks about these rebound workouts where he gets his athletes into the gym and doing a specially designed workout has actually been proven to speed recovery in a superior manner comparison to total rest. Okay. Hey man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gaines Wave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gaines Wave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gaines Wave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary band-aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gaines Wave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainsway from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gaines Wave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit GainesWave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments, and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. So finding ways to walk around every single day, especially to break up those prolonged periods of stillness during the workday. Uh, studies have revealed that being still sitting for as little as 20 minutes 
will deliver a measurable reduction in glucose tolerance and an increase in insulin resistance. In other words, if you sit, you stop burning fat and you switch over into a sugar burning mode where your appetite might spike and your concentration, the blood circulation and oxygen delivery to your brain starts to lessen, your cognitive performance goes down, even for uh, as, as short as 20 minutes. So if you can just get up and move for a minute or, or, or 30 seconds, if you will, doing a set of deep squats in your cubicle, the micro workouts that we're going to talk about on the MOFO mission number six to hit it hard. These can go a long way uh, throughout the day to uh, guard against all these problems with sedentary existence and periods of stillness. Dude Spillings, my podcast guest, uh, set a goal for himself during COVID since he wasn't able to get to the gym. And so he put up a challenge where he set an alarm on his computer to go off on the hour. He has a, a office knowledge job looking at the screen all day. And on the hour, he told himself that he would get up and do 30 push-ups. Yeah, that's right. Guess what happens in an eight-hour workday? 240 push-ups every single day. So instead of the rest of the pack, the Muppets who were complaining that their gym's closed and that's why they got fat and out of shape, uh, dude had a dramatic improvement in his fitness during the quarantine period just from getting up and doing one set of push-ups. And what's the big deal? It's not like it's going to exhaust you uh, to do a workout that lasts for less than a minute. So these brief bursts of intensity or a brief burst of movement, uh, even if it's just getting up, uh, walking down one flight of stairs, uh, going and getting a, a post-it note on a different floor, coming back up to your office area, or if you're working in a home environment, there's so many things you can do. Go out in the backyard. I have the slack line put up there, so I'll take a five-minute challenge where I'm working on balance and uh, proprioception, completely different from what I'm doing while I'm typing on the screen, and it's a wonderful balance. So those work breaks, super, super important. Important. So we've talked about uh, number one in so many different ways, getting the dog out there, JFW all day long. Number two will encompass a broad selection of complementary movement options and modalities. So you have your flexibility mobility drills like I have on my morning routine. Uh, you can watch that on YouTube, Brad Kern's Morning Routine or Brad Kern's Morning Dynamic Stretching. I have two different ones set up there. And this has been an amazing centerpiece of my life uh, with a great streak going, uh, doing this every single morning consecutively for almost four years running now. Uh, we can also add dynamic stretching in there. So things that you do before workouts or perhaps during uh, a break in the action, uh, you get up and just do a few sequential movements like uh miniature lunges, uh, kickouts. I also demonstrate uh, a lot of uh, drills and dynamic stretching movements on YouTube videos. You can uh, type in Brad Kern's dynamic stretching, Brad Kern's running technique drills, uh, intermediate, and Brad Kern's running technique drills advanced. So uh, these can kind of piggyback with a workout often, or you can do them as standalone movement experiences, which is super fun. And this is kind of what you'll find me doing throughout the day. Uh, working in the home environment. Obviously, I don't have the constraints, so some of you might have excuses if you're in an office setting, but really, there's always a stairwell. There's always some open space where you can go off by yourself, and if you want to do something goofy, like pull your knee to your chest and then uh, take an exaggerated stride right with a certain drill sequence, you can go do that in the stairwell or down the hall. Maybe people will go, hey, what are you doing there? And you're saying, uh, I'm increasing all forms of general everyday movement. 
by the way, I'm enhancing cognitive function. So when I go back and sit at my desk, I'm going to start cranking out some awesome content and achieving my high profile objectives in the workplace. Uh, this can also include calisthenics and drills, uh, Katie Bowman's wall angels, where you get up from your desk and counterbalance all the hunched over positioning of your torso by standing up straight against a wall and making uh, the familiar snow angel pattern like you do when you're laying in the snow, like flapping your wings uh, as you track your arms along the wall. Maybe it takes one minute and you go back down and sit down because you're so busy and important, but r tremendous counterbalance, another great form of movement. Uh, fidgeting is also on the list that I put here on my notes. So yes, fidgeting is allowed. Getting up and walking around in a circle as you're pondering a problem rather than sitting there on your butt. Or boy, when I get a phone call, that is my cue to pop up and I'll go uh, putzing around the house. Uh, better than typing and conversing, right? I mean, multitasking's uh, kind of rude and inefficient in the first place, but if you're doing uh, minor things like folding laundry and putting it away while you're on a phone call, that's allowed. But typing emails while you're half listening on the phone, ooh, that's no good. Boy, John Gray's going to have something to say about that for the relationship dynamics. Yeah, so pop up whenever you get a phone call, if that's the case, at work or at home or wherever you are. So that's on the list, fidgeting. And then, of course, we have uh, foam rolling. Yes, it counts as a form of movement. How about that? I mean, you're getting the blood flowing, you're getting the muscles moving, the, the oxygen delivery. And so getting a nice foam rolling session going while you're watching TV or doing something else that would be otherwise sedentary. Great suggestion. Added benefit of foam rolling, especially in the evening, is that it's known to stimulate parasympathetic activity. So the discomfort, the good hurt, the pain that comes when you're rolling out those tight muscles uh, releases some pain-killing endorphins into the bloodstream, and that helps to relax you and trigger that parasympathetic activity, which is so difficult to kick into that mode when we're constantly uh, stressed and stimulated throughout hectic daily life. Uh, and then, of course, also in this category are the formal movement programs like yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi. This stuff is wonderful if you want to become an enthusiast and get into a class with a guided instructor today, especially as we're uh, stuck at home a lot. There's so many great options on YouTube. I did some research for our upcoming book, Two Meals a Day, where we have a little section on lifestyle, and you can learn the yoga sun salute sequences with a wonderful instructor on YouTube. You can sign up, like my cousin Hillary in Portland, uh, for a yoga uh, experience where they have teachers and you log in sort of like a Zoom meeting where you're getting uh, the feel of uh, actually being in a class for uh, a certain amount of dollars per month and then you're accountable and you can take the 5 p.m. class every day. Uh, great ideas for that. Tai Chi is practiced by uh, over a billion people every single morning to start their day uh, in countries like China and has so many incredible mind-body benefits. Uh, there's a guy named Dr. Dr. Peter Wayne at Harvard Medical School, and he's focused on the incredible health benefits of Tai Chi and bringing it into traditional medical care as an adjunct therapy. Quote, a growing bodily of carefully conducted research is building a compelling case for Tai Chi as an adjunct to standard medical treatment 
for the prevention and rehabilitation of many conditions commonly associated with aging, end quote. Yeah, so get into that stuff. And if you're not inclined to go down and drive to a formal class and pay the monthly fee, try a mini version at home using the uh, guidance that you find on YouTube. Another thing that I love to do throughout the day, especially when I'm in the stand-up desk position, and I'm not in that all day, I switch back and forth between standing up, sitting down, or doing the low desk on the BOSU ball is these uh, assorted of homemade, uh, I call them the ballet dancer drills, where I stick one leg up in the air, kick it out to the side, and do a series of mini karate kicks or twisting my uh, my leg, let's say making my hamstring uh, going from parallel to the ground to perpendicular and back to parallel, right? So you can imagine a little uh, working through the range of motion of the hip flexor, a wonderful drill, extremely challenging, right? So if I do a 20 count on each side, man, when I'm done with that, I'm catching my breath and I feel like I did a micro workout right there. So uh, balance too, uh, achieving that uh, fitness objective is really important. A lot of people throw in balance as one of the pillars of fitness. You hear about strength and power, endurance, flexibility, balance. And yes, what is the number one cause of injury and death to Americans over age 65? It's falling uh, due to the loss of balance, due to all kinds of aging factors, including uh, muscle loss, but also that uh, decline in proprioception, the ability of sensing your awareness and space and working your body properly. So we have to challenge these faculties, especially as we age, but at any age, especially for uh, injury prevention and improving fitness competency, uh, working on doing things on one leg is super important. Greetings, my fitness-minded listeners. I want to acquaint you with the Primal Fitness Expert Certification Program, the most comprehensive home study multimedia fitness education course in the world. If you want to enhance your personal knowledge of all aspects of leading a healthy, active, fit lifestyle, this total immersion course will be life-changing. I'm the lead instructor and author of the course, and we have 14 chapters of extensive written content with over 100 accompanying videos covering topics such as general everyday movement, including micro-workouts and dynamic workstation tips, the full experience of gym-based strength training and all the different modalities, a complete presentation on all aspects of sprinting, both running and low-impact options, an assortment of high-intensity interval training and high-intensity repeat training strategies, a detailed education on the principles and practical application of aerobic endurance training, and extensive commentary, the most you will find in any publication, on all aspects and symptoms of overtraining and burnout. We even have fascinating peripheral topics like integrating nasal diaphragmatic breathing, dynamic stretching, injury prevention, and developing a peak performance mindset. It's really something, this course. We went all out for over two years with a great team to develop this amazing home-based fitness education for you. And you get one-on-one expert email support and private Facebook group connection throughout your studies to ensure that you absorb everything optimally and you pass your series of exams and get certified. So go to Primal Health 
lifecoach.com slash Brad to enjoy a very special limited time. And I'm not kidding. This is a big time discount just for you. 25% off your tuition. A fantastic premium offer at primalhealthcoach.com slash Brad for the most comprehensive fitness course you can ever find. Yeah, I heard an interesting insight the other day. I think it was from uh, Dr. Craig Marker, maybe. Uh, but when you think about all manner of athletic activity and everyday physical work efforts, most of the time we're doing things that require uh, leveraging force off of one leg, like walking, like running, like jumping, uh, climbing stairs, climbing a ladder, climbing a tree, you get the idea. Uh, but with the upper body, a lot of the physical work efforts that we're doing uh, use both arms. So when you're lifting something up or pushing or pulling, things like that. And so the rationale is in the weight room, you can emphasize uh, two armed movements for upper body work. Uh, such as using a barbell, of course, is the obvious example. Uh, but with the lower body, when we're usually pushing the uh, the leg press or doing the squats or doing the deadlift with both legs, uh, there's a huge plug for introducing things where you're working on balancing off of one leg. And this has been a wonderful addition to my fitness regimen and my morning flexibility mobility regimen is to do these uh, elevated leg Bulgarian split squats. So you put one leg up on an elevated platform and you lower down and do a squat or you could call it a lunge onto one leg. And I'm used to, you know, throwing a heavy bar on the back to do squats with two legs. But with these, you don't even need weight. It's so difficult and challenging. And you're noticing uh, when my knee is wobbling as I lower down onto one leg, uh, the lack of uh, balance in a stable platform because I haven't done these challenging exercises before. And then if you extrapolate that into wanting to jump high, let's say taking off on your left foot to try to get over the high jump bar, if I can't uh, give a stable platform uh, to provide leverage when I'm taking off in the air, that's going to dramatically uh, decrease my performance capabilities. And so working on the one-leg drills is fantastic. And you can do these uh, right in the middle of the day when you're at your stand-up environment at the work desk or any time. Uh, Stephen Rader, he's got some great content on his website. You can Google him, uh, working hard in the advanced age groups to uh, do all manner of body weight exercises. He's written a free PDF that you can get uh, to learn about this stuff. But he has this challenge called the hover squat where you just lift one leg off the ground and lower down and try to do uh, a squat over the, the leg that's stable on the ground. And man, if you think you're fit, try to do 10 or 15 of those and it will rock your world. So go visit formiseverything.com and you will see the work of Steve Rader and download the free ebook called Form is Everything. Yeah. Okay. So plenty of ideas floating around. It's all up to you to figure something out to do and keep moving. Dynamic workplace would be the next on the list. And we've talked about some of that a little bit with all the ideas with the complementary 
uh, movement activities, uh, but especially see if you can uh, find a way to rig up a stand-up desk environment if you spend a lot of time at your desk. So many health benefits to getting up out of the chair where you are messing up uh, an assortment of your musculature, you're putting your glutes into a prolonged stretch, uh, weakening them accordingly, you're compressing your hip flexors and your hamstrings, shortening them and making them less resilient when it's time to go out there and exercise. So standing up, uh, getting some weight on your skeleton again, uh, lots of benefits to the muscle groups too, to be weight bearing. And then I think it gives you a better chance to uh, fidget and move around a little bit. I have one of those balance uh, discs where you can stand on this round uh, wooden device. And then there's a small uh, island in the middle. And so uh, you can uh, try to stand perfectly straight or you can dip backwards and stretch your calves. Uh, so that's another fun thing that I do when I have the stand-up desk experience. Uh, but as Katie Bowman says, going from sitting to standing in one place all day is no better because you're still uh, having these prolonged periods of stillness. Uh, the only difference is you'll be sore because you stood up all day instead of sitting in a chair. So I make a concerted effort to switch back and forth between uh, different work desk experiences. So I have the stand-up desk. I have a proper chair and table to sit down on. Uh, I learn from Esther Gauclay, author of the fantastic book, Eight Steps to a Pain-Free Back, where you learn all about proper human posture, ancestral-inspired, and how to counterbalance all the reasons that we suffer from chronic back pain like nothing else, founder of the Gauclay Institute as well, G-O-K-H-A-L-E. You can find her and all her great work, uh, but I learned from her that I want to sit on the edge of the chair with a straight and elongated spine rather than sinking into a chair and allowing the lower back to kind of uh, sag and put pressure on your spine in an unnatural manner. So sitting properly in a chair, uh, standing up again, and then also using the, the BOSU ball, the half spear, and you can sit on that and then put your uh, laptop on a low desk environment, like a low table. And oh my gosh, that's a nice little trifecta to keep me, keep me honest, keep me moving and changing throughout the day. So variation is the key, according to movement nutrition expert Katie Bowman. Hit her website too to learn all about the world of nutritious movement. So if you're making an effort to JFW every single day, uh, obligatory reasons to walk more, including getting up and taking work breaks, if you're adding in a bunch of complementary movement objectives and modalities, the flexibility, mobility drills, the dynamic stretching, the calisthenics, uh, the micro-workout experience, foam rolling, fidgeting, formal practices like yoga, Pilates, and Tai Chi, and then have a dynamic workplace experience, you are looking pretty sharp. Uh, but we have the fourth and final pillar of moving frequently and honoring that assignment and that, of course, is uh, structured uh, low-level cardiovascular exercise, so the actual workouts. And even if you're doing great on all those other 
levels, we still have plenty of opportunity for sitting around and being less active than our ancestral experience and our genetic expectations for health. So getting that cardio objective handled with those uh, frequent outings, making sure that you're exercising at the proper heart rate and keeping it aerobic, fat-burning zone. Uh, I've talked about this on many shows and uh, in the book Primal Endurance, the centerpiece uh, of the Primal Endurance philosophy is to emphasize aerobic exercise and stay out of this uh, no man's land or black hole exercise where the uh, the pace, the effort is slightly too difficult to really be considered uh, an energizing fat burning workout and you're drifting into the glucose burning heart rates where you kind of feel tired and depleted after. So this is uh, in the movement objective all about doing comfortably paced cardio and you can pick the exercise of your preference. Uh, could be brisk walking or jogging if you happen to be pretty fit. Uh, it could be easy pedaling of the bicycle or, uh, you know, a proper ride, If again, if you're really fit. Uh, but it's all about keeping your heart rate at 180 minus your age or below in beats per minute. And that's the math heart rate from Dr. Phil Maffetone. And he has designated this calculation with decades of research and experience uh, to be a very accurate estimate of the point where you are at maximum fat oxidation per minute. So you're burning the maximum amount of fat calories per minute, your maximum fat burning heart rate. Uh, so you're getting the best aerobic benefits at that heart rate with a minimal amount of glucose burning, stress hormone production, or anaerobic stimulation, uh, which is what happens when you're doing the high intensity workouts. So it's super important to stay comfortable. It actually turns out to be an incredibly comfortable pace. So easy, in fact, that you'll be tempted to exceed it when you first start uh, honoring and adhering to this math heart rate training uh, protocol. So it takes some discipline. It takes using a heart rate monitor or an accurate pulse meter to really see where you're at. Uh, do that mathematical calculation, 180 minus your age. Oh my goodness, I'm 55 now. So my maximum aerobic heart rate, my math heart rate is 125. And if I'm jogging along uh, in the forest with my dog and having fun, and I hear that beeper alarm go off because I've gone up, going up a slight hill or doing something Something that's uh, kicking me into the uh, the upper limit of my fat oxidation potential. That's when I want to slow down, take it easy, uh, maybe walk for a beat as I'm going up a hill or doing whatever it takes. If you're biking, you're going to have to shift into an easier gear and just take your time and build that aerobic system comfortably. And this will uh, produce all manner of health benefits, especially enhancing your fat burning around the clock. So if you train your body to burn burn fat effectively during workouts, this carries over into your metabolic function for many, many hours afterward. Dr. Maffertone references uh, studies suggesting that uh, the metabolic effects of workout can last up to 72 hours after the workout. So if you're burning fat while you're walking, burning fat while you're doing these uh, miniature little activities, and then doing the proper workouts at the proper heart rate, you will be a fat burning beast. And you will also optimize your hormone function as opposed to drifting above that math heart rate. So you're doing workouts that are quote unquote, kind of hard. As Ironman legend Dave Scott says, when 
when you're constantly doing that, you are suppressing your testosterone production in favor of a spike in the prominent stress hormone cortisol. Cortisol and testosterone antagonize each other. So when you're in fight or flight mode, you are killing your testosterone production. And that's kind of the, the hidden, uh, uh, theme behind every single assignment of the MOFO mission is to minimize that chronic overproduction of stress hormones in favor of a balanced life where you're uh, balancing between parasympathetic and sympathetic function. Uh, you're doing brief, adaptive fight or flight experiences like jumping into cold water or doing a sprint workout and then having plenty of downtime and rest and recovery and relaxation or refreshing low stress nourishing workouts like a properly conducted aerobic workout or of course a, uh, a, a an evening stroll with the dog it's not stressful it's not going to spike your fight or flight hormones and it's going to help you achieve that wonderful harmonious balance uh, between uh, sympathetic and parasympathetic. So that is the MOFO mission number five, move frequently. Again, the breaking it into four categories. Number one is JFW, find ways to walk more, morning strolls, evening strolls with the dog, uh, taking quick breaks from work to go up or down a few flights of stairs, take a walk after dinner, and guess what? Even a short walk at a very slow pace has been shown to reduce the insulin response to the meal by 50%. I believe it was a, a, a one mile per hour walk for 15 minutes. That's really, really slow. So just getting up and moving rather than uh, moving the party over to the TV room, huge difference. So a post-dinner stroll would be high up on the list of things to do. Uh, not being a parking lot elevator or athlete Muppet, be a person who moves a lot, especially uh, in the aftermath of your hard workouts to speed recovery. So that was the JFW. Number two is the complementary movement modalities, flexibility, mobility, drills, dynamic stretches, calisthenics, foam rolling, fidgeting around, and formal practices like yoga, Pilates, and Tai Chi. Number three would be a dynamic workplace environment, getting a stand-up option going, and then switching and creating a lot of variation, standing up, sitting down, perhaps uh, rigging up a low desk opportunity as well. And then finally, number four is uh, getting in your proper cardio sessions, making sure that your heart rate is 180 minus your age or below in beats per minute for the duration of the cardiovascular workout. Thanks for listening. Thanks for carrying out this important mission and for spreading the word. Maybe you can share this podcast with somebody and say, hey man, jump in here. I know it's number five, but it's time to take on the MoFo mission. Of course, all the shows are published and archived for eternity so we can start and carry on. We got five more to go. Keep it with me. Keep going, people. Thank you, MoFos. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it.